Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. <laughs> Good afternoon, Trey. All right, we're going to finish up real quick with Bart Reed, Pure Sweat Basketball Skills. Uh, we were talking, Trey, right before the break about Nick Smith Jr. and that uh, faulty knee of his. Come to find out he had a meniscus tear, which uh, can certainly slow you down. Uh, I'm guessing, Bart, this is going to provide, though, falling all the way to number 27. I'm guessing this is going to provide quite a inspiration for Nick to show people how wrong they were about him. Absolutely. And so the, the Hornets have their own doctors that come in and they do a lot of health examination. Nick is 100%. He is moving great. And the same thing, Randy, that drew him to come back and play at Arkansas after that hurt knee that probably hurt his draft status is the same thing that's going to give him a lot of fuel to push hard and remind these teams on a regular basis of it was a mistake to pass him up. And certainly it's a chip on his shoulder that um, he relishes and looks forward to the opportunity because I think he will prove a lot of executives wrong in his first season. You kind of teased on it real quick, but uh, what do you think this actually may have cost Nick, in terms of dollars by returning to Arkansas for those final, what, 17 Ooh. games or whatever it was? Yeah, probably the difference between $1.8 million in the first two years versus probably right at $3.2 million. And then, so it probably cost him, if you look at it, anywhere between 8 and $12 million, if he, depending on what he signed. The three, three-year, four-year contract. But it cost him between that, just just sliding that little bit. Wow! Not jump change. No, no. by any means. No, by, not by any means. All right, Bart. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being able to uh, to talk with Nick Smith and get uh, Nick's feelings and thoughts. And uh, certainly has gone through a lot over the last couple of days. I cannot imagine the worry. Uh, I doubt he slept much. Uh, Wednesday night leading into into Thursday's draft. I I wouldn't have, at least. But uh, uh, we have to say congratulations to all those young men. Uh, did anything about Trey where Anthony Black goes to number six, Nick Smith, number 27, number 38, uh, eventually to the Boston Celtics, Jordan Walsh, and then uh, Ricky Council signs a two-way contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not totally surprised by any of it. Obviously, Nick's fell uh, farther than than what I would have thought. I was looking at the uh, rookie scale when Bart was on. By the way, Bart, again, from Sheridan. I'm from Sheridan. Sheridan takeover on Drive Time Sports. <laughs> um, Legendary. Yeah, so in 23, 24 what would you what would you guys say Nick would have been drafted had I don't know maybe fifth is that what basically yeah, what he was I, being projected I would think at the top five. before yeah, I'm totally healthy yeah yeah, yeah. 
I think number five, so, somewhere in there. So first-year salary is 6.037 million, and second year 6.338 million, and then third uh, your option, 6.64, and then just go down to the 27th pick. Um, you're down to, you know, it's about, about 2.1, and then about 2.2, and then almost 2.3 uh, million. So definitely, definitely cost a lot of money there um, by sliding like that, obviously, as you would expect. So um, that's, you know, <laughs> quite a lot of money, mm. maybe as much as. Wow. Yeah, eight to I get the I guess the third year is an option. So, um, yeah, eight to twelve million maybe. But you know, when you think about it, he's still going to be doing what he loves. He's going to make mm-hmm. two million dollars a year to do it, which most guys nineteen years old don't make salaries like that. And mm-hmm. if he really is good at it, after three years, he's going to get an enormous contract after that. So, um, while we think, golly, we went all the way to twenty-seven. That's still pretty darn good for a 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just that you know, your most of the money you're going to make is in these you know, next 10 years or so. If you're you know an NBA player and you're good enough to be in the NBA that long, I will say though, I mean, so he's going to make like, you know, about 2.1. I mean, it's really only about a million, you know. After taxes, yeah. It's only about a million. Wow, gosh! Of course, you got to. You got to make it on I, that. I don't know what the base is uh, in Orlando. You know what their tax rate is, but I'm Sorry. guessing. Well, they don't right. have state. They don't have state income tax in Florida, so that helps them a little bit. Helps a little bit, yeah. Yeah, Get but property taxes are high. They got to build those roads somehow. Yeah, so. If you're making six million, six six point one or six point six, then you're looking at. You know, what three million dollars going to taxes, and then if you want to spend any of it, you know, it costs ten cents to spend a dollar. So <laughs> I'm just trying to make it make it sound wow. easier. Hey, Trey, I think you're I making, would decline all this money. Trey, you're making being a millionaire sound pretty sad. <laughs> Gee, wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be about my luck, you know. Uh, Trey, here at Saracen, uh, they're giving away a Ford Mustang tomorrow night. And uh, be my luck, I couldn't afford to pay the tax on it, you know. So uh, I win it. Now I can't afford to pay the tax. Help me. Help me. But, uh, and I am guessing uh, on every player, uh, I would think they have insurance policies on them, injury insurance policies. Did they not? Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah. No question. So, yeah. Got to have a little bit of a safety net there. All right. Let's talk to uh, Tim. Tim, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? Yes, I do. Hey, Trey. How you doing today? Hey, doing good. How are you? Good. Uh, yesterday, I come up with that question of top five in the SEC quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I got to talk to my buddies today, and they seem to think that uh, KJ's got a shot at the. Heisman this year. I mean, there's a lot of things that have to happen for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. But I think, I think, yeah, I think that uh, KJ can pull it together. I was listening to Rick and Randy yesterday afterwards, and uh, KJ has a way with pieces on the field, new pieces. 
So I think he can pull in new pieces together and make it operate the way he needs it. Arkansas is going to have to at least win the division, at least win the division to go to the SEC championship game. Yeah. Uh, the two guys who finished first and second last year uh, did not win their championship games. Um, so in TCU and, and USC. So he doesn't necessarily have to win it, but you know, just based on that kind of information, he at least needs to get there. He needs to put up really big numbers, both through the air and on the ground, as well. And you know, can't can't miss any games really. I mean, yeah. I mean, we we saw what happened to Tennessee quarterback last year. He was front runner, and then you know, even though they Tennessee won eleven games, um, you know, even though he was clearing away the Heisman favorite when he got hurt, so. Can't get hurt. Going to have to put up bigger numbers than he put up last year. And he would have put up, you know, up 3,000 passing yards, about 700-something rushing yards, uh, but maybe needed even better numbers than that to win the Heisman. And then yeah. uh, you got to win. Bottom line, you got to be on a winning team. Yeah, that's I always, right. I, so I have – go ahead, Randy. Because the, the quarterback – is, is regarded as the ringleader. And so if right. your team, if Arkansas wins, say, 11 games, and all of a sudden they're picked to win six, and they get 11 and he has great numbers, that, that's the only way he can get mm-hmm. in the race. Mm-hmm. So I have a Heisman vote, and I kind of, I mean, it's not a, I'm open to change, but my policy's always been, <laughs> you, need, you need to win your division if you're a quarterback, and I'm going to give you a Heisman vote. You need sure. to win yeah. your division. And... That's what kind of irks me about Tim Tebow winning, um, you know, back in, what, 2007, is Florida finished third in the Eastern Division. Finished third in the Eastern Division, and he still won the Heisman Trophy. Um, and I know he did a lot of great things statistically and everything, but still, to me, that does, that's not winning enough to, to get a Heisman. Um, so, to me, you need to win your division if you're a quarterback. If you're a running back, you know, we'll talk. I don't necessarily put the wins and losses so much on your shoulders, and that's also true with any other position aside from quarterback. What What's your take on the top five in the SEC quarterbacks, then? You know, Jaden Daniels is getting a lot of love lately. It seems like everybody's kind of thinking that this guy is going to be um, the guy. I actually – I was filling out some stuff yesterday for our 24-7 sports. Uh, I like Tennessee's new quarterback, Joe Milton. I think he's – I think he's got a chance. I think that Tennessee's got a real chance at, at winning the Eastern Division. They get Georgia at home the second to last game. Um, I think Tennessee's got a shot at it. So, Milton, um, I'm not convinced that Jaden Daniels, I think he's going to be, I think K.J. Milton, Jaden Daniels, um, Will Rogers, in no particular order. And I'm not so sure who I would make the fifth guy. Right now, I, 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 probably whoever ends up starting for Alabama, maybe Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. Um, but those four that I mentioned, I think, are top four. <laughs> All right, guys, I appreciate y'all, and uh, thanks for everything. Thank you, Jim. Was the turnover, Trey, I, I, I probably should know the answer to this, but I don't. Was the turnover greater this past off season? in the quarterback position, the SEC, than what it may have been the last couple of years because when Stetson Bennett came back last year, it seemed like there was a, a ton of comp. You mentioned uh, Hendron Hooker, even though I don't think in the beginning of 
uh, last season. He was thought to be one of the better quarterbacks in the country, and then all of a sudden, or in the SEC, then all of a sudden he just blew up and, and had not be, been for the knee injury. Who knows what his final numbers might have been. But, uh, I mean, you had Rodgers who was going to put up gaudy numbers uh, down at Mississippi State just because the system. Now, I don't know if the new coach is going to maintain the air raid type of concept. If, if yeah, Rodgers I don't think get, so. Yeah, if he'll get the kind of opportunities he's to throw the football as he has in times past. But um, Spencer Rattler has been inconsistent, even though I think – yeah, he kind of kind of came on at the end of last season, a uh, last regular yeah. season. I might so throw Rattler. Strong. I might throw Rattler into that top five. Actually, I, I forgot about him, and you know he gets a lot of, you know, hate. I guess because he lost his starting job to Caleb Williams, yeah. <laughs> who ended up winning the Heisman. He won the Heisman, USC. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and and never mind that Rattler was I think seven and zero when he lost his starting job. That's that season uh, but Rattler's a good quarterback overall he he does make some boneheaded mistakes but for the most part he's he's pretty consistent um I might throw him in that mix you know I, he's again you know he he just catches catches a hard time because of losing that starting job and being forced to transfer after being ranked as number one quarterback prospect the class before Caleb Williams and Kentucky uh, aren't they getting in a highly regarded uh, yeah, transfer. They have a transfer. I'm trying to think who else has transfer quarterbacks coming in. Uh, Ole Miss has, you know, a couple of other guys. Oh my gosh, from, they got about 20 uh, Oklahoma State guy from LSU. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like Texas A&M will be going with uh, Connor Wagman, Wagman, uh, who played for him some last year. Um, yeah, that's all I can think of off the top of my head right now. I would think A&M riders are having a ball trying to figure out hmm. how much rope Jimbo Fisher is really going to give Bobby Petrino. But i got to believe Bobby, he had to have some things probably written on paper uh, telling him what his role is actually going to be. How much authority yeah. will they actually give to Bobby Petrino as the offensive coordinator? I mean, at the same time, this is a pretty good – position for Bobby Petrino. You know, he was Missouri State head coach. It's not like he was, you know, and then at UNLV, he was offensive coordinator. It wasn't like he had another power five job and has a bunch of leverage, you know, at the right. same time. But uh, if I'm Jimbo Fisher, I'd probably give him a lot of leeway. And if, sure. it probably isn't going to matter. I mean, look at this this stretch for, for Texas A&M. September 30th, they play Arkansas, then Alabama, then at Tennessee, then South Carolina, than at Ole Miss, and, I mean, after that stretch, guys, I mean, there's a possibility that, as we were talking about a little bit yesterday, that Jimbo gets fired on the tarmac, you know, I mean, depending on how that stretch goes, they'll pay the $77 million. And then you could see Bobby Petrino with a lot of leeway as interim head coach. Boy, wouldn't that be something? Uh, you know, <laughs> they got Mississippi State. Uh, Alcorn's, uh, what's ACU? I'm not sure what ACU is. Whoever Abilene ACU Christian is. Christian, maybe? I don't know. And then they got LSU to wind it out. I think LSU has a chance to win. Uh, I think they have a chance to win the Western Division. If, if you get run into like an LSU team, you know, that's already won the West or something, and 
you know, kind of sitting back on their laurels and beat them. And Bobby Petrino goes three and zero to finish things out. <laughs> he might be a fan favorite to win the job. Wow, how crazy would that be? Abilene, right, Abilene our, Christian, ACU is Abilene, Abilene Christian. Christian. Yeah. Okay. okay. And they were right, seven and four our, last year, so who knows? From our Asher Record Service Company live feed and feedback, Jim says uh, concerning Spencer Rattler. Did you know Rattler's dream school was Arkansas? But that's not true. Chad Morris never offered. That's not true. He is. He was from uh, Arkansas. I think he was born there. Um, but that's that's a complete exaggeration. Um, yeah, just an exaggeration. It's not true. I don't know what this one means. Could Rick have? No, Nick. <laughs> okay, I can't read. Uh, could Nick have an insurance policy? Yes, I think we've already decided that. Um, well, I don't know about that one. Let's see. We asked that question, determined that we're thinking anywhere from 8 to $10 million or more. Uh, the question was, how much money... Did Nick Smith lose by coming to Arkansas? Um, it wasn't by coming to Arkansas. No, it's, it's wherever it he would have gone. Yeah, right. Yeah, if he had been injured at Kentucky. Yeah, that's right. If he'd have been hurt wherever he'd gone, you know. Yeah. Uh, just curious how snoring Bob and Navy Mike are related. LOL. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. Luke and Fordyce says, if it will pull up, can't play in the playoffs on a two-way contract. Okay. Oh, really? Wow, now that'd be a bad deal, wouldn't it? What if you came up late and you just were one of their best players? Now, Moses Moody had a guaranteed contract, right, because he played in the yes. G League a little bit. Yeah, so when they yeah, got to the playoffs, number he could 16 play. draft pick. Yeah, right. So he could play in the playoffs. I never heard of that deal. So what if you've only played in 30 games? You can't play in the playoffs? Hmm. That's a, and that's I, a bad I, deal. I don't know enough about uh, a two-way contract. So. Me either. Don't know. We'll have to ask uh, let's try Roe. Kevin that. Roe, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. you got a question to comment for Trey. Yeah, first, yeah. Let's 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 get back to football. Uh, trade my football guy. We talked back basketball. What's going on, fellas? I know the draft is last night. <laughs> hey, it's important times right now, guys. And, well, but uh, Trey, mm-hmm. we had a big visit last week from a cornerback who's very very good buddies with one of his teammates that just committed to Texas Tech, uh, Michael Hudson, but uh, Selman Bridges. <clears throat> Are we really in the running now, or should I just forget about that? And also, okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, just talking with Danny about it, I think you may have your radio on. Just talking with Danny about it, he thinks that Selman ends up at Texas, uh, and he says he feels like he's closer to 6'4". He says he's the tallest cornerback he's ever seen. Um, but for those who don't know, Selman Bridges from Temple, Texas, number 48-ranked prospect in the country, number six cornerback, 11 in Texas. But here's the thing of it now. Just because you finish second for a guy, second finishing second on a guy isn't as bad as it used to be. 
because you never know what's going to happen with that player down the road. Something may happen mm-hmm. at their school. They may, you know, not like it's not what they thought it was or, you know, may not like the depth chart or find out they don't like their coach or something and then kind of think back and, as Danny put it, you know, I did have a really good time on that Arkansas visit, you know. And so you never know what might happen down the road. So, as Danny says, don't unfollow him on Twitter if you're a coach, yeah. even if they don't come to Arkansas. Now, I'm not committing for him, but Danny thinks he's probably – uh, would end up at, at Texas. Okay. And do we need to be excited for the coming future, recruiting-wise, and I hang up a list? Well, I think I like what they're doing in recruiting right now, and I like the areas that they're recruiting. Staff has never spent that much time recruiting Mississippi, Alabama. You know, Georgia they have here lately with Sam Pittman, but these are SEC states, and that's where SEC players come from is SEC states. All right, Dre, have a great weekend. We will talk with you on Monday.